Hello, everybody. I'm Santos, your host for Guided PPC Podcast. And today, I have a very special guest on my podcast who is going to talk about uh, how to build an agency. I mean, his journey building an agency and uh, the struggles, the wins uh, he has had over the time, over the period, and also how uh, he scales his clients from, you know, insane 5,000 to 5 million dollar kind of sales per month. So um, let's say hello to Adrian. Hello, guys. Hey, how are we doing? We got the lighting right in the end, right? (laughs) Yeah, we got it right. (laughs) Yeah, I had to put the black hair dye on today for you, Santosh. Oh, nice. Awesome. You look great. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Uh, So thank you so much for sparing this time. I know we both are busy. (laughs) We've got a lot of things to do. We have a lot lot of clients to service, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, backlog we have. Uh, but yeah, yeah, thank you so much for sparing time for this. Um, mm. So I've got a whole lot of questions. Um, are you ready? Can you can we start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm ready to rock and roll. Awesome. So first, let's get to know you a little bit. Um, so tell us, you know, where were you born? Where did you grow up? Um, you know, and how did you get into the Google Ads world? Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm born and raised in England, um, in a well, a, a big city where you know people live. But compared to like the major cities of the world, there's a small city called Bristol, on the southwest coast of England. I'm born and raised there, lived there up until you know my you know eighteen, nineteen for uni, and uh, yeah, it's a nice place. Um, I always wanted to kind of be an entrepreneur. Um, I wasn't sure how I'd make it there. Um, yeah, uh, so I got started off there, um, and then um, I worked for a British company. So I did the uni stuff, dropped out of uni, did well in this British company I worked for. Um, got promoted up the ranks, was managing people at a young age, um, and then an opportunity arose to work in their New York office in Wall Street. So um, I was pretty young at the time, um, very early twenties, but I thought, you know what, let me go for it. Something in my gut told me I need to do it. I remember I was reading. Um, <clears throat> There's a book actually called, it's a Brazilian artist, Brazilian author, Paulo Coelho, The Alchemist. And I remember reading it in the park in Bristol and it goes that, you know, you have to go out there and adventure your journey. So I did. I said bye to my girlfriend, bye to my good life in England at the time. Um, And I went to New York and uh, yeah, I I learned how to grow up because it was quite scary at the time. I'll just put you guys down a little bit. It was quite scary at the time because, you know, going from Bristol to New York City, um there's quite a change going on wall street of all places you know everything the stakes are higher it's a bigger city it's more expensive you have to make a lot more money so yeah i was managing a team there doing kind of the corporate stuff and that's when i first came across marketing because we'd work and put together projects alongside you know marketing managers directors chief marketing officers some of the fortune 100 companies and remember i was working in the seo ppc section that's what i was selling and i was like okay this seems interesting did well at that company, moved over to Miami to head up, you know, the Latin America division there, you know, built a little team out there. And then just as everything was going well, um, I think the te- the company kind of looked at the expenses and was like, it's actually probably better to have him back in the UK, um, which, you know, looking back and being a business owner, I can understand a bit more because, you know, you know, running a business, we've got to control costs, right? <laughs> but at the time, I was a little bit 
you know, upset because of, you know, I moved out there, built a life there, thought it was going to be there. And my kind of visa was tied to the company. But anyway, that happened. And I thought to myself, right, let me control my own destiny, right? Let me in, be in charge of a business. Let me give it a shot. I'm young. I'm in my 20s and let's go. So we started off with Facebook ads, did okay. We started with like, I'm talking about high streets in Bristol. I remember like, I didn't know that. You did Facebook ads? You started with yeah, Facebook Yeah, we did ads. Facebook ads. Yeah, we started on Facebook yeah. ads in the 2017 Facebook rush, you know, when it was, you didn't really have to, it wasn't really, there was a lot of skill, but um, yeah, we did that. And, you know, we would sign up, you know, we do social media content and management for Facebook. I, I remember there was one day, like there's a high street in Bristol. I must have gone into every store, bought something and told the business owner, hey, uh, nice to meet you, I'm Adrian. I just came from America. I wanted to leave you a positive review, but I couldn't see your Instagram or Facebook. Can you guide oh. me? And the business owner was like, well, we don't really have one. I was like, what do you mean you don't have? I mean, I can't leave a good review. How are people going to find? You know what? I've got an agency. Let me help you out, right? I'll do a free <laughs> audit. I'll get you set up. And I think I signed like five, six clients and I went into like 40 shops in one day. Some people told me to run away. Some people were like, okay. And yeah, and obviously that's kind of how it started. Bought some courses, um, the whole shebang. And then, yeah, I uh, started to do okay. Saved up enough money that I could actually move to London, um, which, you know, London, there's a lot more opportunities. And then London, we started working with e-commerce brands there. Uh, and then obviously, hey, Giovanni, that's when we could really um, scale up, right? Um, Work with a few good e-commerce brands, scaled up. And then must have been like, I saw the writing on the wall, right? Because... I remember iOS was coming and yeah. I remember that like I was thinking, right, everyone who's doing Facebook ads, we're kind of, you know, shitting ourselves, right? Um, what are we going to do? And I saw the writing on the wall and I decided to make the switch to Google ads, be a Google ads agency. And yeah, um, we timed the market, right? We managed to sign a bunch of clients. We took some clients from spending nothing to, you know, tens of millions in a very short amount of time. Uh, and yeah, um, now here we are later with a team of 12, um, yeah, and growing and yeah, managing a lot of spend. Awesome. So that explains the move from Facebook ads to Google ads. Um, yeah. iOS was coming and now cookies are going. So, you know, it's a bit of yeah. a... <laughs> I know. Take advantage of it while we can. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Uh, we wanted to, do, you know, uh, touch upon uh, a little bit about you know, what was the experience like uh, starting from scratch and building a team of Google ads, media buyers, finding clients, you know, if you can share some insights into that, because, you know, folks on the other side would think that finding a job probably is a difficult thing to do. But uh, I, I think you and I can appreciate the fact that finding the right candidates is equally difficult, more, dif uh, you know, if, if not more equally difficult. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough. I mean, I think let's break it up into two parts, right? So we've got hiring and we've got finding clients. Hiring is tough, right? Because obviously on an interview, everyone's going to tell you they're good, right? Nobody's going to tell you they're bad, right? And then I've, I've made all the mistakes possible. I've hired every type of person. I've hired from publicists. I've hired from the big six. I've hired from people who had other agencies. I've hired from people I've seen it all, been there and done that. So the way that with the process that we work now with LDX Digital is we, you know, we work with Santosh. We look at people for their talents, their attributes. We can teach them the skills, right? They have to have exactly. a certain level of skill set, but we're looking at the attitude, you know, 
the inquisitiveness do they take you know do do they take initiative right because you know exactly. the other stuff the skill set stuff we can teach and then also personality type how do they fit into our ldx culture we have a certain culture you know with our clients they want to move quickly they do not want to be waiting around for things right our clients are businesses do do about 1 million to about 50 to 60 million us dollars a year in revenue have good margins uh, they move quickly you know they're typically you know direct to consumer brands or businesses and they want to move fast right so the, the 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 type of people we need to onboard need to be able to react to that culture well and if they don't fit that culture well one bad person can ruin the entire culture of the business so that's important and then also incentivizing people properly and then creating a community right and and, and building a, a winning culture because the thing is that you know if i'm the one driving things every day i'm not gonna be able to scale but if you create leaders within the business and you put the right culture and the skill sets and the mindsets, they can go ahead and really build the machine. Because at the end of the day, agency is a people business. Our IP exactly. is our people, right? We're not, yeah. you know, we don't have them, some Google ad software that can, you know, do this or do that. It's, you know, how often can we look at the accounts, look at the trends, really do the work, get the basics right, look at, you know, innovations that we can do. Is there certain keywords that we can find? Is there long tail things that we can do? Is there certain innovations in certain channels in Google? and rapid experiments right if people if we can experiment more than the competition we're going to win because by, by law of averages we're going to find something that can scale and you know as you said it's the 20 80 20 rule right 20 percent of the results come from 80 percent well, of the results come from 20 percent of the work so if we, the more work we can do the more 20 percent we can milk yeah so you said something very profound uh, that one bad person can you know ruin the culture i think it's also the uh, also true the other way around that one good person can inspire 10 others to follow yeah you know, his or her footsteps 100 percent. you sometimes you just need a leader to enter the building or yeah. you know because of virtual but you know enter the, the the zoom and you know people automatically the the levels are raised and we're always trying to do that at ldx right so that's on the people's and then people we've got to develop it people have to have a growth mindset if i interview a media buyer and they're telling me look I'm the shit, I know what's going on, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, okay, cool. You might be good, but goodbye. Because I'm not into, because this, this, this platform changes every quarter. What worked yeah, exactly. two years ago, three years ago. Some people are still talking about SCAG, single keyword ad groups. That doesn't work anymore, right? <laughs> We're experimenting in demand gen. I've, I've made countless memes on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, We're experimenting YouTube, right? 60% of our spend actually goes to YouTube conversions right and if we didn't make the change yeah yeah exactly so let's start there and, sorry yeah. i think there's a lag but you said something about youtube 60 percent of our spends go to youtube so technically yeah. we are a youtube first agency so ldx at ldx we are a youtube first agency and i don't think there are too many agencies doing that no there's not too many in the e-commerce space there's some good lead gen agencies i see but yeah, again, it's like you have to be willing to innovate, right? You have to be willing to pivot the way the market goes, whatever the trend is doing, we have to do and do that. And, you know, obviously we did very well last year, Santosh, with discovery ads, right? We, we were, I think, one of the first people to crack discovery and spend millions or tens of millions of dollars on discovery for e-commerce. And I remember yeah. speaking to other people and they're like, no, 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 it's not the way Google can't go ahead and, you know, get you know, compete with meta on, on on discovery and you know we proved it can and 
the same thing was being said about YouTube and we're proving it can. So it can, but I think it's more work, right? When you think about it, it is more work. You do have to spend more time in the platform. You do have to learn. You do have to experiment. And I think Homozi said something right. A lot of people want recurring revenue, but they don't want recurring work. And an agency is recurring work. Every month, we've got to do better for our clients, right? They see that retainer. They know how much they're paying us. And every month, we have to do better. So every month, we have to expect more. It's not just we sign a client and chill. No, you sign a client, the real work begins. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we can uh, you know, talk more about discovery ads and reveal some secrets because let's face it, it's already gone. It's demand gen now. So even if you let <laughs> yeah. us... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I just wanted to answer the question about clients as well. Um, I'm not sure what our time is, but um, getting clients, like when I speak to my other friends who are agency owners who are successful, yeah, um, and I see a lot of these starter agency owners, like the number one thing is they're not getting enough volume. They're not speaking to enough new people, like nowhere near. I think because a lot of good, good Google ads people are not salespeople, I'm lucky that I, you know, went through a lot of sales training in my early 20s and you know I was always kind of in that stuff but you you, you got to be talking to more prospects it's volume right sales is a numbers game at the beginning right so you yeah, exactly. need to yeah. be out there you need to be having 10 to 15 some agency owner one of my good friends is an agency owner I was at dinner with him he's doing $300,000 a month you know at a good 60% margin I'm not going to reveal who he is but if I I looked at his calendar he has 14 to 15 appointments per day. And that's a bad day, a bad day, right? right? And he's got sales team members day. that he's hired and he is on it because also, you know, you need leverage, right? In the agency business, unfortunately, you know, you're going to do everything you can to keep a client, but it's just law of attrition, right? You're going to lose clients because some want to go in house. Sometimes they get a new exec team sometimes they want to hire in house for whatever reasons sometimes you're going to deliver a bad service and you need to learn from those lessons and make sure those mistakes don't happen and it's all learning but you need to keep sales up always right um one of my old bosses in my old bit old company said you know revenue cures all that, that's pretty accurate right you know sales does cure a lot of problems right so um it, it's volume it's going to these conferences these events you know we do very well from that obviously the cold outreach channels you can make content but like whatever volume you think you're doing double or triple it because you're not doing enough that's that's 90 percent of people i meet yeah and i think there is one more aspect um uh, that we shouldn't probably reveal is that a lot of our clients have come from referral you know yeah because we've done good work on one client they have gone on and referred us other clients They've gone in and talked about us uh, saying that, hey, LDX did a great job, therefore you guys should hire him, hire them. And I think that's a, that's a very underestimated, um, undervalued aspect of getting new clients, uh, which is which is something uh, we are we are shining up. Okay. Yeah, we got a lot of referral clients. Most of our <laughs> businesses come from that, and that's a good thing. But 100%, you know, if you do good work, and I do mean genuinely good work, right? Not just I'm going to set this Pmax campaign up. I'm going to do search standard shopping and, you know, hope it all goes together and spend 30 minutes in the account a month. Good luck. <laughs> it's not going to happen, right? You have to sit there, look at the account, look at the trends, look at the competitive data, look at the USBs, build an actual genuinely good structure. You know, look at what the competition is doing. Look at the, 
Look at go on Google Trends and find out what's trending that can be related to your business. Look at the creative. Look at the landing page. Look at everything outside the ads. Yes, you're a Google Ads agency, but you know what? You know your your website is your storefront, so you can drive yeah. the best traffic in the world and spend all the ad spend. If you've got a leaky bucket, good luck. But if you can improve conversion rate by 0.5 percent, suddenly you know your Google Ads are more favorable, and you can spend. If you like today, we had it with a client. He increased his AOV by yeah. ten dollars. Ten dollars. <laughs> ten dollars, and, and the campaign is suddenly looking completely different. <laughs> yeah. In those unit economics for e-commerce, like that, that is the world because that means you can pay the platform more, outbid your competitors, get more traffic, you know. So you need to think along this and you need to give it that depth and that time. Yeah, awesome. Um, so we've talked about hiring people, we've talked about getting clients, we've talked about building culture. What have been some of the biggest pain points throughout this journey that you've had so far? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, where do I start? I mean, I think the thing is that building a business, honestly, I read it that it's it's a lot harder than you first anticipate. From the outside, people look at like an Instagram, a LinkedIn and think this person's killing it. But what you don't see is like the sleepless nights I've had, you know, people try and steal clients from me. I've had, you know, one client we scaled up you know, got them from almost zero to, you know, spending millions a month only for them to turn around and be like, okay, we're going to take it in-house. You know, we've hired an internal team. We've got investment. Our investors, one of the terms is we take it in-house. That's painful. Um, you know, at the beginning, I lost all my clients a couple of times and had to restart, right? And it would have been logical to give up, to be honest, right? It's not, you know, I'm looking at my girlfriend. I'm speaking to my mom. I'm like, this is painful. Like, I could just go get a nice job chill out, have a good life, you know, and not have this stress. So, so many times things like that has happened, you know, where, you know, I lost all my clients at the beginning. I've, you know, I mean, we had one campaign that was absolutely killing it for a client. We're going from zero to hero. They changed something on the landing page. Don't tell us. And they've got a new onboarding for, you know, for subscriptions. And then all of a sudden that campaign. And that's so painful. <laughs> Clients changing things on the landing page, not telling the agency. Oh, God. <laughs> the problem is, as a business, you can do everything right. You can literally do everything right and still not get the result. And sometimes as well, honestly speaking, I'm not, I haven't been as hyper-focused, like sometimes a couple of weeks in the summer when it's near my birthday and I'm like, you know, let me relax, you know. And then, you know, but you seem to get results and it's maybe the market. The market trends are actually picking you up. So, yeah, a lot of painfulness in there investing in you know time and employees you know you, you as a business owner you pay your you pay your employees before you pay yourself so for a long time you know we weren't as profitable i was paying out the business money to afford employees and paying some of the employees more than i earned personally from that business right and then the employees complaining that they don't they're not earning enough i'm like well, <laughs> this is how much i'm paying myself so, so yeah i mean a, a lot of a lot of lessons you know but from each of those lessons and pain points, it's important that it happened because you learn. You learn not to rely on one client, right? You learn not to, you know, hey, you know that employee that you hired that you didn't do an assessment on and now you've lost one to two clients? Well, that's the cost. So I say, look, we're going to hire slower, but I'm happy to pay that price because, yeah. you know, better than paying the price of losing two to three to four clients 
and some percentage of my revenue. So that kind of switch, right? It, it's a lot. And then, you know, change ad adaptability, right? Agency is, it's a tough, I mean, look, each business had its, has its good and bad. And, you know, for transparency, I invest in a lot of brands, e-commerce brands. Some of them are clients, you know, and I, I have meetings, you know, with a lot of the businesses that I'm invested in. And, you know, it's not all winning. Like a lot of people think grass is greener on the other side, right? Santosh think, oh, e-com, I don't have to talk to people. But okay, e-commerce, you have cash flow issues. you got shipping fulfillment sometimes. It's hard to run an e-com business. Okay, you don't have to deal with people as much. But then the agency, you know, you have to deal with people. You, it, We are a people's business. Our people are our assets. So when you do have some of the best people, everyone's going to try and steal them, right? So you got to try and play them. And when you have some of the best clients, you bet everyone's going to try and steal them. So you have to work and continuously improve, out-train, out-customer service. Like even on our Slack with our clients, I'm like, I want a client to have a 60-second response time. I'm adamant, right? And the reason is because I know that when the client feels like you're doing the work and you're there, you know, even if you have bad results, which it happens, right? No agency in the world is crushing it all the time, right? That's BS. Everyone goes to good times and bad times with every client, right? But if they see that you're doing yeah. work, you're doing everything right, they're like, you know what? Center, maybe it's, you know, down period, things will pick up, but like their work ethic, their customer experience, the way they treat us, they're like, you know, when we're on a client call, like I remember like, you know, what a client says about their website, why they don't want to do certain non-brand campaigns, what their LTV to CAC ratio is, right? Where their most profitable market is digging deeper. You know, one client, right, is in the health and fitness space. They were doing, it was a fitness-based fitness business. And we've noticed there was a huge search trend around two years ago around gluten-free diets. So we told yeah. the client, build out a landing page on gluten-free diets. Here are the volumes and let's rock and roll together. Let's do a gluten quiz. We did that. That single campaign generated almost $3 million in spend out of 4X or us. Wow. But it's yeah. going, you have to go that deep. Yeah, and then I think people, uh, if you just let it, left it on people, uh, like media buyers who are like, you know, sitting on their salary and thinking that they will get through the day, day those kind of people would never catch this kind of an opportunity. So as a business owner, I think as an as a agency owner, if you're not that passionate, uh, you will not get that kind of result for, for, for your clients. And therefore, your clients will not see the kind of scale uh, that they see with us. Um, I'm, I'm trying to brag, brag about us here. But <laughs> yeah. We have on that right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, it, it, it's the work. And, you know, at the end of the day, the client is the boss, right? So... Right. You know, you can come across some tough clients. You can come across some easy clients. But at the end of the day, it's your job as an agency to win their trust, to communicate them, to educate them on the process, why we're doing things. Because Google Ads is a little bit slower than Facebook Ads. So a lot of our typical clientele will come from Facebook Ads. They're on Google Ads and they're used to meta two, three days. You see something works or not. You know. Yeah, Google... I, I, I want to Go quote ahead. John Moran here. Um, Google Ads is a bit slower. Because the way he explains it, it's that there are lots of moving parts. Like, imagine uh, 50, 100 moving parts. They all need to come in sync together. And once they come in mm. sync and they start rolling, it's like a big juggernaut machine. It starts rolling. And if you're able to tune everything up, uh, it's very difficult to stop it. And that's why Google takes longer than Facebook ads. 
right? So, sorry, um, interrupted you, but I had to quote no. John <laughs> He's a smart no, he's a legend. Yeah, he, he's he's one of the best. I mean, you know, he's incredible. And but then again, you know, when I hear about John Moran, that guy still manages thirty-five accounts. He's still in the accounts. 40. He works 40. like a work. I think 40. forty accounts. <laughs> All by himself. 40. And he's the client accounts. manager. Like he, nobody, nobody can match him. Actually, uh, he's just something else. Like like, like Elon Musk is probably an alien. So he he manages forty clients. Uh, he's the client manager, he's the specialist, he's the strategist, and he's the onboarding manager, he's the offboarding man. Offboarding rarely happens. So he's everything. <laughs> and every time an specialist, a media buyer would come to me and say that, I think this is too much. I would say, hey, buddy, you're managing five accounts. <laughs> John does eight times better than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, uh, we, no, we got yeah. uh, we derailed the conversation a bit. We need to get back no on on that uh, on those uh, struggles that we were talking about. So, looking back, Adrian, uh, if if you had some advice to give to fellow agency owners who are building an agency and you know obviously having their hustle, what would be some advice to them? Um, number one, try and get around as many agency owners who are a little bit ahead of you, right? So, if you're at five k a month, try and get ahead of you know, try and get a hold of, you know, agency owners who are at 10K or 20K a month and vice versa because you'll learn little ticks and trips because if somebody's too far ahead, they're not usually, it's good, you can still learn knowledge for them, but like they're not able to relate and the, the thing changes so quickly. So 100%, you know, try and get a good network of agency owners. Um, really look at your calendar ruthlessly. I mean, I do this with all of my team members. Like I'm like, you're telling me you don't have enough time? Okay, cool. Let's open up. And Santos, you've seen me when we took the team to Thailand. We open up yeah. the calendar. I'm like, they're like, no team, no time for deep work. I'm like, okay, show me your calendar. <laughs> you've got, you know, eight, 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m. What are you doing? There's empty slots. So there's empty slots in your calendar. Probably more than likely, there's stuff that you could be doing, right? So yeah. get that sorted out. Um, learn as much as you can about landing pages and CRO. That's important and offers, right? really try and understand the client's business and get sales skills, right? Practice sales uh, and put yourself in unfamiliar environments, right? If you're in your hometown, not saying that you can't build a successful business, you can. And I know a lot of people who have and haven't left like their hometown, but if you move to a bigger city or at least spend time in a bigger city, you'll be able to, you know, when you're in a bigger city, you're forced to grow. Your expenses are higher, right? You're put in a position of sink or swim. And human beings, you know, most of the time when they're put in a position of sink or swim, you make it happen. If I took these agency owners and put a gun to their head and say, hey, you need to get 100K ARR by the end of the week or, or else, they'll do it. You'll find a way. So you need to put yourself in those positions, right? Uh, and dedicate time, focused. Get the right courses. Get a right coach or mentor accountability right and have that accountability environment see mindset's important but then more than anything is just consistent actions right and being one percent better every day you said something very profound just now is that if you move to a bigger city your expenses increase and therefore you are forced to work harder uh earn bigger money i think i can take that as one of the reasons i should move to dubai <laughs> 
Exactly. Yeah. You know, look at behind me in Dubai. Is, it's expensive here, and it's hard to have a good life, right? So, and I'm surrounded by wealth, right? I'm small. Like I go for dinners, and you know, one guy's got a hundred million dollar shipping company. The other guy has a thirty dollar, thirty million dollar mine. The other guy, you know, owns you know expansive farmland in South Africa and winery. And so, when you're in those type of environments, you're forced to level up. Nothing yeah. wrong with having friends from back home and that you grew up in school with, but if that's your baseline, you're the average of the five people that you hang out with. So if you're hanging out with that every day, I'm sorry, good luck developing and scaling up. So good luck. But if you're hanging around people who are winners every day, who have the right habits, the mindsets, who are pushing, who are encouraging, and who are also pushing together, then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna level up. Well, everybody, uh, we started talking about Google Ads, but here is a life lesson and a value bomb coming from Adrian. And I think I'm going to use this as uh, and utilize this in my life. I was, you know, thinking of like I'm living by the beach in Goa and I'm like life is chill and enjoying my life. But I think uh, I, I can I can look into this aspect as well. <laughs> I need to be <laughs> among much richer people, much richer than me and be forced to level up. So good. Uh, awesome. Well, uh, we talked about um, uh, you know struggles of building an agency. Let's talk about some wins. So, uh, what have been some highlights where you really like you know jumped off the seat and said that yes, yes, we did it. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess we three or four times we took one brand from zero zero to thirty two point five million in cash collected um, about three years ago. Uh, the guy was my friend as well, one of my first clients. Um, and I remember, like, he didn't want to sign up with me for six months. He was kind of avoiding me. Um, we sorted out his Meta account. His Meta and account went down. That's what I like about you. You are persistent. Yeah. You are persistent. Like, your persistence is super inspiring. Like, it's, it's, it's infectious. Like, you know, think about the client we were talking about today. Mm. Uh, normally, any other agency or media buyer, I, I, was, I had given up on, on him, basically. Mm. But because of your persistence, this client has not only stayed back, but he's the one who is giving us all the referrals. So, you know, and we are like, you know, building a much bigger case study now. Oh, yeah, sorry. like hundred percent. It's six months I tried. He said no. <laughs> On the month seven, like not only, so for example, I help him, his Facebook ad account got blocked. I had a, one of my best friends who worked at Facebook. I took him out for dinner. I helped him out with stuff and I said, hey, I need you to get this Facebook account back. That's virtually impossible to do. So he had to speak to the support team, whatever, pulled some triggers. We got the Facebook account. He then proceeded to ghost me for that three months. Then he messaged me again. He goes, the Facebook account's got, gone down again. I'm like, dude, you refuse to work with me, but okay, I'll help you. Then that. Then finally, I think we were in, you know, we were at a friend's party and I said, look, here's what's going to happen. You're going to need two weeks, all right? In those two weeks, I'm going to make you X amount. If I don't make you X amount, don't pay me a retainer. It's fine. The risk is on me. But if I can make you at least two to three X, you know, you sign me on for six months. We did that. Um, the first day we hit an 11 X, it was Facebook back in the day. Uh, we then, you know, we spent around about $3,000. We made back more than 33,000 um, pounds. And then, yeah, uh, we scaled that business from zero to 32.5 million in cash collected was the most transacted company on Stripe. Um, wow. And we got that email from Stripe England, Stripe UK. They were like, guys, you're one of the most transacted companies this month. 
Um, and yeah, um, scale back business, um, very successful so, case study. So you had already broken Stripe before we broke PayPal together. <laughs> yeah, it's happened a couple <laughs> of times with broken payment processes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, uh, everybody, we, we had a client where uh, we have a client. We have not had. We have a client where we broke PayPal. PayPal said, no, we can't process this amount, this level of volume. <laughs> yeah. And, and just for education for the team, um, the way it works with some payment processes like PayPal, they have like a reserve amount and then they've got to make sure because payment processes like consistent revenue and they like it to go up slowly. They don't like big spikes. You know what I mean? Because it just, you know, for KYC, etc. it kind of triggers them. So he had a certain limit and he thought, okay, there's no chance, you know, we're golden, we're good. And then we just one day broke the system. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's another client, you know, started off 30,000 euros. Um, and then, you know, at the end of seven months, we were hitting 1 million euros a month. We then had to scale down um, because their customer support team couldn't handle all the subscriptions that were coming through. Um, we, we were beating some bigger funded competitors in San Francisco in impression share. That was pretty awesome. Um, yeah. And then obviously another easier to do. Like yeah. beating up bigger competitors because those big competitors, they have uh, a publicist, a group M managing their campaigns where people are not as, um, they don't have as much attention to details as we do at smaller agencies where you know, uh, the livelihood of the client depends on us. And therefore we have to go and do everything, press every button, um, you know, knock everything out to make it work for mm -hmm. them. So I guess, uh, you know, if we beat some um, big uh, competitor, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a win, but I think that probably that's easier than uh, breaking PayPal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um... It's interesting that was awesome and then yeah i mean another business i mean the best thing is when you have skeptical clients that you work with the best feeling in the world you have a skeptical client that you work with that was 50 50 about signing up with you and then all of a sudden you become their biggest most profitable channel honestly the, the the respect that you get how you feel afterwards from that client and just the personal satisfaction that you get I don't think anything can replace that, right? It's one of the most amazing things ever. So if you're able to do that, you know, it's it's awesome. So yeah, a lot of wins, you know, we're hiring awesome people, um, you know, yeah, you know, building a real team, a community, um, obviously growing, um, yeah, and just building a winning culture, right? So there's been a lot of wins. You know, we're working with one of Kevin Hart and Mark Cuban's brand, you know what I mean, in Shark Tank. Like I used to watch that show, Shark Tank, and now like, you know, there's investor calls and, you know, there's like, you know, we're working on people that are actually on TV, you know, I'm working with a business as a client, that Kevin Hart and Mark Cuban invested in money in, in Shark Tank. That's pretty awesome. We're watching them on TV. Six months later, they're a freaking client. Like, I'm like, wow, like, you know, and that's uh, coming from where I have in a refugee family in Bristol, you know, we really didn't have much growing up. I never thought that would be possible. But yeah, that was a huge win. I, I want to celebrate that win together with you because I remember checking my YouTube uh, watch history and I watched that episode when we onboarded mm -hmm. them. I, I checked and I have watched that episode and I was like, this is so surreal. <laughs> yeah. So, and we are doing great for them. You know, we are, we are, we are yeah. doing, like the, the campaigns are scaling, we are hitting the ROAS and scale and everything. So amazing, amazing. That's a, that's a massive win. 
uh, most profitable channel as well for them. And yeah, the, the potential is, it's just really getting started. Right. And yeah, you know, we got a shout out, I think in that investor meeting. So, you know, Mark Cuban and Kevin Hart know about us. That's freaking awesome. Like LDX yeah. digital is mentioned in that. Right. And, you know, if you take it back in time, right. You know, when we first started, and I, I remember, I remember very clearly, like one of my best friends telling me, maybe you shouldn't do this, Adrian, you know, you can get a really good job. How are you going to compete as an agency against some of these behemoths with funded money with this, with that? I just told him, I was like, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And, you know, we were able to, and, you know, we outspend a lot of big agencies, right? You know, we, 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 we compete to them so much to show that, you know, Google has three levels, right? And the Google, so everyone in the Google world, you'll know that you have the Google badges, right? You've got the Google partner badges, which everyone can get. Then you've got premier partner, and then you have a step above that, which is agency managed. So LDX is agency managed. So in the UAE, where we are based and Could headquartered. you repeat that for me? There is yeah. Google Partner, there is Premier Google Partner, Partner, and Premier then there Partner, is agency managed, agency and LDX managed. is here. LDX is here. So for the Middle Eastern region, you've got Publicist, WPP, the big guys, and then you have LDX Digital right there among them. So as a big win, you know, thanks to Google, they really have been supporting this. And... I know Google reps get a lot of bad and get a lot of bashing on LinkedIn, but honestly, there are some amazing Google reps, but you have to put the work in and build a relationship with them because everything's two ways, right? They're trying to grow the account as much as we're trying to grow the account, right? right. Yes, our job is to protect our clients' profitability, right? 100%. But doesn't mean everything that the rep is saying wrong. There's some stuff that we can learn from the rep, right? There's some, that's Santosh, how do we find out about discovery? That was exactly. from conversation with the rep. You know, we sat on the rep yeah. for three hours testing, showing data. And they were like, and well, so many disapprovals we have taken care of, like, you know, uh, and a lot of other things like, you know, in fact, Adrian, I uh, did a podcast with the Google rep, ex-Google rep, uh, I mm -hmm. think the, the week before. And mm -hmm. his, his, his perspective was that, look, the agencies have given us the Google rep name. We don't like it much, but and we we are hated in the uh, agency community but let us let mm -hmm. me let, let me tell you that 80 percent of those agencies are actually not really doing it for their clients like you know we challenge them that why are you doing this this is against their interest and they they, they refuse to budge you know so i i think it's a it's a it's a it's not that all reps are bad and it's not that all agencies are holy cows of google ads <laughs> Yeah, I think it, it, it's learning, right? And it, and the best the best we've seen is a collaboration between both, right? A hundred percent. If you've got a good rep that's incentivized, you know, work with them for policy approvals and disapprovals, right? Work with them for insights, right? You know, you can get so much out of Google, like work with them on trend data, work with them on issues that you have, make them feel involved and part of the process. Same with the clients, right? Like a lot of people like when like a client hires, you know, somebody like a CMO or anything, your job is to work with them and help them understand the business, what we're doing, what working. Your job is to educate and work with them, not fight with them. You have to work with them, right? And if you work with them and you, you know, they can be, they can be your biggest advocates in the business, right? We've won a lot of businesses because we've worked with CMOs who have been like, you know what, this agency are through the roof. Here's a referral to this company. Here's a referral to that company. Here's a referral to you know what I mean? Like they can be your biggest advocate. They can push things through internally for you, you know, and your job is to make them shine. Right. And if they shine, you shine. Right. Yep. I think there was a couple of uh, good tips uh, by Sahib, the ex Google rep who gave me. 
he said that look uh, you might not you might not want to talk to every google rep and not everybody is great and you can figure that out in first 5 10 seconds if not say, let's say first 30 seconds you talk to someone you can figure out whether that person is good or not mm. but mm. how would you know if that person was good or not unless you talk to them and if you talk to them let's say you you spoke speak to them for 30 seconds figure out that this person may have some legit information to share with me and you end up speaking to them for 30 minutes even if they accidentally tell you one or two good things which is the information that they have at their hand which you don't have because you're not on the part of google right they're mm. on the part of google if they tell you one or two things those nuggets can actually help your uh, help you take your account to a very different level but if you don't speak to them you miss out on that tip right yeah 100 percent. remember that you know they, they they are the platform like we are on their platform right so take that with a pinch of salt right you utilize them work with them right and then also you've got to work with the rep like you guys should be working with your rep to better their career the more that you can help that rep you know the reps that we work with we treat them like gold we give them reviews all the time here at ldx we give them anything they need we work with them in the projects you know we collaborate very closely with them you know obviously as a top one of google's top partners in the region they help us out. There's a lot of stuff that they're doing with us that I can't talk about because of the NDA I signed with them, um, which I'd love to. But yeah, you know, if you build the relationship, right, you know, I've sat down, I've been to, I think, three Google events, managing director, Anthony Nakanch, you know, I've had long conversations with him. I've been to Dublin quite a few times, spoken to the team there about their products, about their development. I've given my feedback about Pmax. I'm not here, you know, complaining about it on Twitter. I'm like, hey, Google, maybe we should do this, work with them, right? do that positive action, right? So get involved and very involved in the Google ecosystem, go to Google events, right? Work with them because, you know, they are the platform, right? We are on their platform at the end of the day. So we need to work and collaborate with them, right? And make it a win-win. And I always believe that you can find a win-win in an agency, right? You can find, a, our job as an agency is to find three wins, win for the client, win for us, and win for the platform. And it's our job to tie all those three together, right? One of those three, our job is as an agency to tie it together where we get it right for Google, obviously right for our client, the most important thing, and then right for us. And we had that sweet spot. And once those are right, you can, you know, scaling is easy. Awesome. Now let's talk about some tools. And guys, if you all want to ask questions, uh, Adrian is live with me. Uh, you all can ask, keep asking questions and we'll take those questions uh, towards the end of the podcast. Uh, but Adrian, let's talk about the tools. I think we are Google Ads Agency. All of our work is online and there are tools that we can't live without so i know the tools but i, I want from you uh, like what are the super important tools at ldx uh, ldx digital um obviously we use ClickUp for management project management i love ClickUp. um i use akiflow to manage my time yeah ClickUp is is is, is pretty cool akiflow um helps me batch my tasks and put it on the calendar so i know what i'm doing every day i mean there is no blank space in my calendar steve we use slack i use superhuman for emails like i like to be on top of things i like to you know be somebody i use uh, text.com to keep a track of whatsapp obviously we use semrush and spyfu uh, i love similar web you know you can get some really good insights from similar web um and yeah we use north theme with some accounts triple well I don't like as much Hyros 50-50 about. Yeah, those are some of the tools that we use. And then obviously 
you know, if you're a ad buyer or media buyer in Google ads, you need to be using <clears throat> obviously the, the Google, what was it called? The Google ads transparency, Google ads transparency to find the data, but no, what's the, the big upload? Oh, the Google ads editor, editor. Yeah. Editor, a media oh, buyer who uses to. editor. Yeah. Okay. We Is the media we buyer we have. <laughs> no editor. If you can, you can read. You can do it a lot of volume with editor. I've seen like media buyers crush through it. So we actively use that. And then tracking wise, um, I'm a big proponent of tracking my time and the team's time, not to, you know, build hours and but also where is the day in your time going? Right. So I use rise.io a software. Um, and we use Timely as well inside LDX. So Timely will track where you spend your time on Slack. Google Chrome, all that kind of stuff. Cause it's very easy, especially remote working from home to like come back from lunch, watch three YouTube videos. And before you know it, you know, you're reading about Joe Rogan and aliens. And so that kind of helps me keep, keep on track. And then also we, we, we speak with the team about their time and make sure that, you know, so that we can measure, right? Like are people burning out? Do we need to hire more people or people are not doing it efficiently? Do we need to train that person, support that person? So these are just some of the tools. I use, I have a whoop as well, I guess not for Google ads, but I like to measure my sleep and my recovery. If I've slept well and I've eaten good, I'm generally a much better human being. If I have a bad sleep, even good news I'm, I'm panicking about. <laughs> and Josh knows that. <laughs> yeah, we're both from experience. Sometimes now, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, look, we, uh, the conversation so far, the verdict is that LDX Digital is an amazing, awesome agency. Now, if you were to, you know, it, it's it's not easy for clients to find the right agency at times, right? So um, mm -hmm. they would not know which agency is right partner for them, uh, which agency knows Google Ads, which agency they would love to work with, or which agency would actually deliver on their promises. If you mm -hmm. as a business owner, agency owner had to give some advice to clients at large saying that, hey, guys, you know, if you're looking for an agency, this is these are the three, four five things you should look at to judge that whether the agency is good or not. Hmm. Whether an agency is good or not, I mean, look at their audit process, their attention to detail, right? Um, look at how they behave in the sales calls, the audits, how in depth do they go? Do they just cover random general stuff? They just go over just your brand campaigns or are they suggesting new campaigns to build and why? Are they delving deeper, not just, you know, the normal keywords and search terms? Are they looking for the long tail keywords? Are they only talking about Google ads? Are they talking about landing pages? Are they talking about your unit economics? Are they talking about your conversion rate optimization? Right? Are they talking about your offer? That stuff is just as important. Arguably sometimes more important than when you do in Google ads, because if you've got a crappy landing page and you're driving <laughs> the best traffic in the world, yeah. but you know, if you have a really good landing page, you know, it can, and you have good traffic, it's a completely different story. So that's number two, um, communication. And then also if I was a business owner, ask for references, you know, I'm happy to give references. You know, if a client is ever in doubt, if there's an intention to become a client of LDX digital, I will happily put you in a WhatsApp group with one of our clients, right? You can have a call with them. It's happened before. Um, and you know, ask them objectively the tough questions because it's not just about what you deal with when the times are good, but also when the results are bad, what do you do? Do you just crumble? Do you hide from the client or do you delve deeper? Do you do more work? Do you dig the data? 
do you find out why is it the landing page is it a search terms not working as well all this type of stuff you know it's so important right so references and then also if you're a client the kind of client that you work with remember your client if you're a, if you're an e-commerce brand your your agency will reflect you in a certain way so if you're fast if you're on it if you're responsive if you're delivering if you're handling problems and so one of our best clients that guy is super responsive he is on it like he knows dips just as quick as we do and not only that he's like all right cool i can already see this creative's not performing his new creatives his new this his new that guys i want to run this kind of campaign you know okay i've got some okay i can see this campaign's doing well i've already ordered more stock that's like wow right and you know we know we're going to crush it with him and we've crushed it with him very quickly because it's that type of personality you know i think a lot of people hire agencies get excited and think all right i've hired the agency i can chill out that's not yeah. in a lot of cases true that's you never the case <laughs> you have to provide them data you have to kind of tell them what's working what's your product that has the highest profit margins what's your product that has the lowest product margins what can we bundle together to increase the aov if you can increase your aov by five to ten to fifteen dollars oh my god changes your unit economics right What's your retention, right, of customers? If you can increase retention by two, three percent, that's a, a a big, big difference in your EBITDA, right? Yeah, that's a big difference yeah. in the value of your business. So working on all these parts, and then also, how do you treat your customers as an e-com brand, right? You know, one of our best clients, they personally, some of them personally email, they send out letters, they not only give discounts. I know one business owner, he actually calls sometimes on a Sunday, clients you know customers of his that you know have bought 50 60 products and says what do you like about it what do you not like about it some of our best clients you know they give exit surveys when people have purchased post-purchase surveys finding out the data of what people like and don't like and then iterate and build products on top of that well and hiring an agency and uh, not like sitting back thinking that now the agency will do all the all the hard work and they will get the results it's like you know having someone fly your plane and taking the navigation system out, shutting down air traffic control and thinking that this pilot can do all the magic. So no, I think uh, it's a teamwork. And once you hire the right agency partner, the way, uh, you know, if you resonate with them, their energy, hire the right agency partner, you got to work with them. And also and if, if you're a brand as well, guys, just to, this is a very important part. You got to know your unit economics, right? Before you hire an agency, know your oh, wow. unit economics. <laughs> Know what CAC you need, know what CPA you need, know what your LTV is, have all these numbers, project a best case scenario, a worst case scenario, and like a normal case scenario. The, 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 the business owners that know that, it's a world of difference, right? And then the agency has clear direction, they can go in there and build. So unit economics is so important. And like in this climate, you know, if you're running an e-commerce brand, you gotta be profitable on cold. It, the, the days of you know i i'm a big believer in that we've got to be profitable on cold conversions because in the google account it allows you to do so much more right so build products where you're profitable on cold in this market it's great or at least even break even or a little bit of profit and then you know do the thing everything with email sms and the other channels but if you can be profitable on cold oh my god it completely transforms your business yeah so if you're hiring an agency and if they don't talk, talk about unique unit economy you don't talk about landing pages you don't talk they don't talk about uh, they don't ask you these questions you got your red flags right there they're just trying to onboard you uh, and rushing you to uh, you know 
pay the whatever retainer and deposit and all that i think if they're talking about the only thing is contracts then you got the red flags mm. and I, I think i think i can i can um quote the example like when i was at solution set uh, we had this offboarding meeting so uh, you know every week we would uh, like the head of client manager the head of specialist myself uh, and the sales and the specialist and the client manager we all would get together and assess why did we lose this client and after like several meetings i started to connect the dots and what i figured is that more than 80% cases where the clients offboarded because they were not onboarded properly so there were things that were not taken care of during onboarding why the client couldn't find the equation to work with us 3 months down the line and they had to offboard and i think that's so much more important uh, in the context of finding the right agency that if this agency really cares about you and your business they would ask you these questions and they would start only have got these things right so that onboarding is super important okay yeah go ahead sorry no just as important as delivering results in an agency is managing expectations right so just as important as weird right obviously a lot of people like we've had it before with clients but we smashed it with the results but we haven't really talked to them that much and they kind of felt like we weren't really doing anything and that's our fault because we haven't told them all the stuff they're doing and they've left so you really need to comms just has to be as good as you know the results that you're delivering the client needs to understand what you're doing how you're doing it and how you're thinking obviously you don't have to get super technical depending on their level of knowledge but they need to know kind of what you're working around <laughs> yeah awesome all right then we have come to the last leg of the podcast where we do rapid fire sure Are you ready <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome so google ads or meta ads google obviously <laughs> e-commerce or lead gen e-commerce okay and uh, dtc brand or dropshippers oh that's like asking me to pick my children <laughs> like all my children right this was the this was the most important rapid fire question yeah. of the day <laughs> no yeah i mean i like all my children i, I think dropshipping definitely is, i mean it's a great business model um you can make a lot of money very quickly um it's pretty cool um i know some awesome dropshippers we work with them but also e-commerce brands you know i'm invested in a lot of brands um there's also it's pretty cool and the exit value right you know maybe dropshipping you make the cash first but e-commerce you you eat you, you eat bigger later right because when you have that exit with an e-com brand the multipliers we look at is you know great so I guess I, I can't really pick one. I, I think I think uh, I don't want to cause a war between my clients. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the diplomatic approach. <laughs> okay, uh, in office or remote? This is uh, more for people who want to work with LDX Digital. Um, honestly speaking, right? If I'm completely honest, yeah. Remote. There's something about. Remember when we brought all the team together in Thailand and we were face to face. Right. We got through so much stuff. We built out so much things that had we been remote would have taken weeks if not years. So there's something right. about meeting up physically and doing things together and building a culture. That said, like when it comes to deep work, nothing beats better than being remote because you can literally just have the blinders off and you know really build and get through a lot of volume of work. So 
in an ideal scenario, I would say a mix of the both. Like we try and meet up once a quarter. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, I'll have to go with the remote for now because we are remote. But um, I don't know. Who, who knows? It might change in the future. Well, I mean, this question was purposely uh, added here in this rapid fire because when I was at Solution Safe, I always, like I proposed to Kasim a million times that, hey, I need, my, I need to see my team in person. I need to take them somewhere and do some team building activity and get them, uh, meet them face to face. That never happened. Kasim, it happened with LDX Digital. <laughs> if you're watching. <laughs> And I have pictures and videos as proof. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Next rapid fire question is: uh, London or Dubai? Oh, uh, Dubai. Um, I love London, but I don't know. For for me, something about the sun. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's my genetics, but something about being in the sun. I'm just happier, and like I produce better work. But like when I'm in. London, I, I love it, and I love the UK, and I'm happy I'm born there. It's my country, but just some days in the winter when it's dark at three thirty, I, I can't hack it. Like it's a, it's a lot. But London's a great. But in the summer, London's awesome. But it's got to be Dubai for me. I'm a Dubai resident. You know, I've been here for some time. I live here. My businesses are here. So yeah, it's Dubai. Well, we are on the same page because my reason for not living in a very cold country is that every time you're stepping out of the house, you have to put on all the layers. And then you can step out. Where I'm in Goa, I can step out the way I am sitting yeah. in my living room. <laughs> awesome. Uh, with that, we have come to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much, Adrian. This was so much fun, and I'm sure awesome. uh, we have been able to add value to 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 the audience at large, the business owners, the fellow agency owners, and the people who work with us, people who are looking to work with us, and people who are doing. Google Ads as freelance consultation, whatever. So uh, I, the one thing we couldn't do is the questions. I think there is some technical glitch. I, have, I see people are here, but uh, questions are not showing up. Usually that's not is the not case. Coming up? Is it not coming up at all? Uh, yeah, it's, I, I tried the overlay. It's not coming up. So um, I think Restream has failed us. But uh, <laughs> you know, we will try and reply your questions if you are posted on LinkedIn and YouTube. Right, yeah, so LinkedIn, that's... YouTube, DM guys, always happy to provide value and, you know, go through all of Santosh's courses. Really important, you know, learn as much as you can, as quick as you can. Yes. And if you're a DTC brand, if you're looking for an agency partner, uh, go to LDX Digital. Uh, you know, in a way, Guided PPC and LDX Digital are like in a full service career and an economy career. So Guided mm -hmm. PPC will still fly you from A to B. It may not have, not have all the frills, but if you like full-fledged airline experience, go to LDX Digital. By the way, I'm doing awesome. well, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And guys, if you're a brand that needs funding or investment, please also do reach out. Um, if you're doing over a million dollars a year, and you're looking to scale up, um, let us know. Drop me a DM. Have some partners that can help with that. So if you're looking for investment, please also do reach out. Right. And if you're looking to work with us, uh, with, with LDX Digital or Guided PPC, uh, I've just announced uh, we're hiring four specialists and four uh, junior specialist trainees. Uh, we've already found some, but uh, we are happy to, you know, we, we are looking to fill these uh, positions as soon as possible. So reach out, apply, uh, you know, and we'll see who is the best candidate for 
our requirements. Thank you so much, Adrian. It was so much fun. Um, I'll see you on our huddle tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you. See you guys. Cheers. Bye. See you. Bye.